Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome everyone, I'm Loren Gailey and we are in deep shift as we bring in new earth and we align with frequencies that are actually allowing us to bring heaven on earth. We're going to be talking about shedding density that keeps us from pulling down these higher earth timelines, these new earth timelines. It is here, it is present, and we're talking all about it today with my guest, Wendy Hutchinson, who is a beautiful energy practitioner and an intuitive ascension and life coach. This is a fascinating quantum conversation, and we welcome Wendy Hutchinson. Hi, Wendy. Hey, Loren. It's an honor to be here. It is an honor to have you. We are talking about this beautiful moment in time. So many say it's wonderful to be alive and be here, yet others are still having layers of density, a.k.a. fear, and all of that old programming coming up to literally be loved free. So let's connect in with you and get your take on what's going on on our planet. Oh, my gosh. There's so much going on right now. We are really at that moment of the event horizon and that ascension pivot point that spiritual people have been talking about for years and years now where everything is actually shifting. We are actually out of the 3D matrix now and navigating our way to 5D, 7D um, in vibration and experience. So it's a pivotal time for all of us. And how each person experiences 2020 is going to be 100% defined by their vibration and soul agreement contracts. So however they actually are aligning vibrationally uh, with their truth, 
and doing their inner work is going to completely determine their reality in 2020. As you mentioned, people are going to have a really easy time through it or people are going to be feeling really emotionally charged right now. Mm-hmm. The importance of doing this inner work and also the importance for those of, who've done that to actually move into a place to assist others to move through it. I know that many are feeling a new call, a clarion call of the heart to step up in Absolutely. new ways right in the middle of this. And yeah. so um, yeah. let's let's back up and ask for the basics, aligning with our truth, doing the inner work. Okay, so the inner work is everything that takes us from our bliss and our peace is something to be loved free. So can you talk a little bit more about what we do when we encounter those emotions that are at dense or judgment of others? Because yes. this is coming up. Oh, my gosh. It's coming up so strongly right now for people. And basically what's happening is we are clearing ancient and deep fear programs mm-hmm. within our DNA, within our emotional physical, and energetic bodies. And what's happening around that is a lot of physical experiences are triggering that um, fear, right, for people. So people are starting to worry about maybe money or their health with the coronavirus or foundational um, things. People are going through a lot of shifts and changes. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's like to navigate through that, give you some, your listeners some tools to help them because a lot of people don't have a template to follow. You know, mm-hmm. they're just feeling a lot of emotion, don't really know how to handle it. But I'm just going to create this visual for people. So what, what's happening is a lot of this density is like ballast. If you're in a hot air balloon and you're going to take off, a lot of this fear and density is going to look like not aligning with your truth. So maybe you're you're staying in a relationship that doesn't align with you, not with your heart, but mentally you're telling yourself you need to stay in that relationship for whatever reason. That's going to be like one of the sandbags on your um, hot air balloon, right? That's going to be density, It's going to be fear. You're staying through fear, right? Or maybe you are in a job that's not in alignment with your truth. So it's basically all those areas and aspects of your life where you're showing up um, kind of inauthentically. And by that, I mean you're not following that inner guidance. Like you have a knowing that you need to make a shift and change, But the ego mind is really convincing you that you can't or you don't have the tools or you'll never make it. So there's this real inner push-pull happening. So the density that we're talking about are all those programs, the programs where we're trying to please others and we're really betraying ourselves by showing up in the world with one face on when really that's not who we really are. So every time we're not really aligned in how we're showing up, 
in our lives, in different areas of our lives, we are sort of betraying our soul and being pulled by the density of those choices. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Betraying the soul. It's so easy to hang out in the fear and the density. And so how do you flip it? That right there, the awareness of it is so key. That's really where we have our, our power. Yes. What do you do to yeah. flip it? Yes. Yeah, so the first thing to do, obviously, is, and it's so interesting because right now we're being gifted this time, right? We have this global pandemic. So everybody's at home kind of being very present to what's happening within them emotionally. They're feeling the feelings and it's creating kind of a shaken and stirred experience within. Mm-hmm. So how do we how do we deal with it? The first thing is to recognize it, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing is to accept it and not judge it because uh-huh. we immediately go into judgment. We immediately start criticizing ourselves or being fearful or emotional and we judge what's coming up for us in a negative way rather than loving ourselves through it and supporting ourselves through these challenges. We tend to tip towards negativity, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a really pivotal piece is to be kind to yourself through the process and acknowledge your feelings. Because our emotional discomfort that those are the, the markers and guideposts leading us to issues within ourselves that need healing and need to be looked at. Emotion is like a magnifying glass for our soul. It creates a looking glass where it's showing you what areas you have not maybe healed inner wounds or old traumas or even past life themes that have come through, you know, a lot of times there's not an awareness um, around things that we carry from many, many lifetimes. So awareness is the first thing, not judging the emotions and really being present to them is the second thing. And the third thing is to really practice kindness, and self-love through this process. We have to be on our own team. We have to open our hearts to ourselves. We give it away to everyone else, you know, Mm -hmm. but we forget to love ourselves through these challenging times. And can you see the whole world when everyone... Everyone, and I mean everyone, (laughs) has that. (laughs) And we don't have to take sides with any of it or judge any of it. But I can see where when everyone loves themselves like that, that is new earth. And that is a, a total shift than what we've seen. And we've talked about surrender so much. Like we just surrender. Well, what if we all just went, oh, we just want peace and happiness, and equality, and freedom. 
I right. see that. We're so close to it. We really are. I think, do you right. feel that we've hit a tipping point? I think we feel a tipping point. I think we're definitely at a tipping point. And what's, I think what people are forgetting is it all starts with us individually. And everybody has a right. This is a, Earth is a free will zone, you know. Every soul comes in to experience soul growth and to have the experience that they're having. And so not every person is going to align with what we're resonating with. So there are going to be a lot of gradients and um, different alignments with the people around us. And not everyone is going to be in resonance with you. So we have to extend grace and allow people to have the experience that they're choosing yes, for their own evolution. Thank you. The the grace in that. We can take that at a level even into our own homes, in our own lives. And Absolutely. again, this non-judgment of self, but also non-judgment of others where others are at. And I think that's, um, you know, the, the residual or there's debris in our fields from that. Plus we're feeling, we're feeling the collective and we're feeling Absolutely. the judgment of others by others. And so for yeah. us to be untangled from that and really it is, it, it may sound simple, but what relief just to surrender to love and self-love and call on the mm-hmm. higher self for this. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, and it starts with us because we have such a huge energetic impact. There's a ripple that goes out from us and touches not only the people in our immediate families and our you know, um, friend circle and our tribe, but our energy actually ripples out multidimensionally, but also it adds, its, we lend our essence to the collective. So the more people that can align and do that inner work we're talking about regarding shedding the, the fear frequencies and the density um, the higher you can go vibrationally, you're also adding and lending your essence of that vibration to the collective. The same is true for going deeper into fear and lower harmonics. You're adding that to the collective. So either way, the scale is tipping for you and what you're aligning with is going to greatly impact humanity as a whole. We are one. We are one. That just says yes. And and I believe that we are seeing that more and more out in the collective. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. And again, the key is to align, align to your truth. So you've said that. And let's talk about some tools to align to truth. How do we know what this is do you have specifics yes a huge part of it is recognizing the ego mind because the ego has been driving this this ship (laughs) it's been steering this ship forever forever we're tired oh my gosh it's really tough and so 
we need to really be mindful of what actions are being driven by the ego and what actions are actually truth. Truth will always resonate when you are acting and connecting through your heart space. Always 100%. And everyone has a different, you know, gradient of connection to their their heart space. And everybody has a different truth also. So it's really difficult because I think we've been programmed for through our society and our families and cultures and friends and all of it to always want to run with the herd and conform and maybe even if things didn't don't fully resonate with us we're going to do something to make someone else happy even at our own expense but this is a really pivotal time for us you know when you get on a plane and they tell you if the plane's going down, you need to put your own oxygen mask on. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. We need to put our own oxygen mask on and bring all the energy we've been um, sharing outwardly back in. So we need to really come back in and start to really focus on ourselves. And that looks like self-care, that looks like, you know, honoring our bodies, our physical vehicles that house the soul. So hydration, sea salt baths, doing things that bring you joy. All of these things that we've kind of been taught are selfish, you know, taking care of ourselves, honoring ourselves. These things are really important right now because the more we do that, the more we're aligning with our heart and our inner being Mm -hmm. and careful of that ego mind that steps in to give us a little sabotage here or tell us no we can't do that Mm -hmm. those are part of the programs right these are the programs Mm -hmm. they're so deep and they're almost subconscious yes because we haven't been taught how to be any other way. So this is a really pivotal time for us to create consciousness around how we're responding to life experiences and then taking it a bit further and getting curious and asking ourselves why we're responding that way. Yes. So what do you do when you say, all right, so... Or uh, this is, we can joke. We've joked on this platform before about when someone (laughs) triggers us, we can say, thank you for helping me clear that. Right? Right. So it's like, (laughs) but, but literally what's happening is we are literally, it's a, it's an inward journey. So someone out there could trigger us, but it's really not about Mm -hmm. them. So when we do that inner work, you're following the thread. Talk about how we, Go so deep within following that. What do you do? How do you listen? How do you ask to be shown? Yes. And then how you so, how do you trust? Right. Trust is a huge piece, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But the first thing is we need to get curious. That first initial emotional response to somebody triggering us, that's your first cue. 
that's your first uh, signpost. Okay, I'm feeling emotionally triggered, and I will tell you 100% of the time, it's not about the other person. That other person is reflecting something back at you that needs healing. So, and people are going to, and we are also conditioned to go right into the victim mindset, right? So as soon as we're triggered, we want to fight back. That's the ego. We want to win. We want to mm. be right. Yeah. We want to <laughs> resist, right? We've all been there, right? And it's we're such human. a pattern. It's such a pattern. <laughs> Darn it, we are human all the time. So we need to rec- recognize those patterns and recognize the story. And so I'll give you an example. For example, my story for a great part of my life was that I was not enough. There was this worthiness piece Mm. that was missing in me. And so I would take everything as a criticism. You know, Mm -hmm. if somebody um, Mm -hmm. came over and commented on the dinner that I cooked or it might have just been an aside or a comment, or if I went to a family reunion and that one relative that was always unkind to me was unkind to me, I would just attach to that story, you know? Mm-hmm. There they go again. I'm just, they're always judging me. They're always mean to me. This is always happening to me. I'm never enough. And what I realized was I was judging myself. Mm. It always comes back to us. And it, I was so blind to it for so long. So a lot of times we have to recognize that this soul who's challenging the heck out of us our entire lives, whether it's your mother or your siblings or your boss, they've agreed to come into this life and play this role for you to trigger you for your own soul growth. And it took me a very long time to honor that because yeah. I it took me so many years to actually unpack all the emotions, lifetimes of programming, of telling myself I wasn't enough. It took me forever to get to the other side of it and see another point of view. So a lot of times the way people were treating me were not only a reaction and response to my feelings about myself and how I was showing up in the world, but also a lot of the behaviors were reflections of their history and their lack of coping skills or whatever. So the dynamics, the interpersonal dynamics get really complicated because we trigger each other for soul growth for each other. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm glad I could help you clear that. And thank you for helping me clear that <laughs> is our understanding of that. And we've joked again, humor is so required these days, but it's almost like, wouldn't it be funny if there were headbands that we could each wear maybe around in our house with our family? And and when we start to get triggered by someone, we could push this button and a little light goes off on the headband. And that would be an expression oh to the other person that you're helping me clear something right now. Okay, we I think it, it would be dead. going off. I think it'd be going off a lot right now because everyone's <laughs> stuck at home with their families. They're working from home 24/7. They're trying to homeschool their kids. 
There's a, yeah. There are so many triggers happening right now in, in all the homes across America, and they're all by yes. design, right? They, yes, and so let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that because if this is our own inner work, we were talking mm-hmm. earlier about what if we were just to go, oh, just surrender and let it go. That's what we're experiencing when we have peace and, or, okay, so you're in a room and there's other people and maybe your personal space is, um, mm-hmm. involves other people. So when you start to feel that energy, again, you said that it's our energetic impact. And when that energy that ripples out multidimensionally starts to cause chaos or disagreement, then it's it's such a choice point that presents, isn't it? And so it comes back to Absolutely. each of us. And so it could be something so mundane, so mundane. But this awareness that you're talking about, recognizing the patterns, it's beautiful that we'll be being given these opportunities to see it. And I certainly hope and trust that more people are choosing to drop things and they're getting that awareness even more rather than it going the south side in the negative way. Yeah, I think detachment is a huge tool here because we have a choice to engage or disengage. We mm-hmm. have a choice to go into the conflict or step back. We have a choice to pick up the phone and answer that call from the toxic person or not, to respond to the text or not. Everything is a choice. So if you're being triggered, be mindful that you can choose not to engage. The ego is going to want you to engage. The ego wants to win 100% right? Mm-hmm. But that's not a heart-based, that's not a heart-based choice. We are here to really be present to what's happening and being churned up within us. And a lot of times people don't have the awareness because people feel that it's that verbal exchange that triggered you, that's the issue. That's not the issue. It's always something deeper. Always, 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. It's not the verbal exchange or the slight or the mean behavior of the other person. There's something deeper being triggered in you, and a lot of times it goes back to childhood. It goes back to patterns of experience and wounds that are being reopened by behavior patterns in our current lives, you know? Yes. And it's so painful that people don't want to go there and really look at them because the pain and that memory trigger is almost too much to bear. And we haven't been given the tools or modeled healthy strategies or coping mechanisms to respond in a healthy way. So that is the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, you've talked about heart-based choice. This is really the gateway. The heart-based choice is the gateway into 5D, right? So what would you say is a great way for those who don't know how to do it, how to get into the heart-based choice, how to feel 
that choice. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. I think there are many, many people who are, they're thinkers, right? They're analytical. So they want to always understand something from a very um, linear mindset. And we're not in the 3D anymore. The 3D has actually, that cycle has closed and separated off. And so for those who have chosen a, a degree of ascension beyond the third dimension, they are, are, everybody is already in that 4D corridor trying to navigate their way through. And the lower fourth is really challenging. So um, connecting to the heart space looks like creating space in your life, a little bit of silence to hear or feel a little bit of guidance, which is constantly coming in from your higher self. There's a constant stream of guidance coming in from the higher self into the human incarnate. But most people, or many people, are too busy and distracted chasing the, chi- the shiny objects and getting caught up in the drama or the work or the daily tasks of human survival to create space to hear that inner guidance. Yeah. Silence in your life and presence is critical to actually tap in and be present to the information being gifted to you. And that is not only going to be internal. You might be walking your dog and getting physical signs, whether it's numbers or uh, unusual things in nature that you're witnessing or, you know, pay attention. Pay attention. More presence in your life is very, very helpful in connecting you to your heart space and connecting you to the signs, synchronicities, symbolism, and knowing and guidance that's all day long being gifted to you. Mm -hmm. So paying attention is really important, right? Yes, paying attention and also hindsight. (laughs) Hindsight of what happened when we felt one way and did something and it went smoothly and then looking back and seeing that maybe we didn't really resonate with it, but we did it anyway and it turned out to be challenging or not so easy or in the flow. That's really, yeah, that's it too. So it's all a beautiful lesson Lessons in love, lessons to return to love. I love what you said earlier about, you know, even some of the family members or people in our lives that we had contracts with to actually be that trigger to return us back to love. So when we recognize that too, it is quite beautiful. I know that some kind of have problems with that, but that's why... Right. We use the Ho'oponopono, and I think the Ho'oponopono should be used for everything, every situation on our planet right now. That really is the, 
the the love and the higher frequencies that we can bring in to dissolve the lower frequencies. Can you talk a little bit about dimensions? You do talk about the event horizon, but you mentioned the 4D corridor that we're in, and that's fascinating. Can you elaborate on these dimensions that we're moving through? We're, we're going to 5D. Some are already there, anchored there. Right. So as we spiral up, as we spiral up in our vibration, as we raise our vibrational frequency, we're, we're going to spiral up hitting certain nexus points of experience. And each time we hit a certain nexus point, we, as we, as we drop density and raise our frequency, our perspective changes. So a metaphor for that would be, imagine you're spiraling up a mountain path and you keep hitting these this nexus point where you look at a specific vista. Your viewpoint when you get to the top of the mountain of the vista is going to be far different than your viewpoint from when you started out at the bottom of the trail, right? Mm -hmm. So as we spiral and experience something repeatedly, and this is just an example. Say, for example, you get laid off from your job all the time. I'm just going to throw that out there. Every time you get laid off, you respond in a victim mindset. You're angry. You're totally outraged because that kind of ties into your self-worth and you feel terrible about yourself. You feel rejected. So you're having this lower vibrational response to it, right? Every time you spiral and you respond to it in the same way, your vibration is dropping and you stay in the same density. You stay in the same harmonic frequency and bandwidth. Frequency Wash, loop. repeating the same experiences. Yes. It's a loop, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe after the fifth time, yeah. you kind of surrender like we were talking about. And you go, you know what? Maybe this is the universe pointing me towards a better job. You have just shifted a paradigm. You have just shifted your mindset, you have alchemized that lower vibration yes. and you have taken a spin around and looked at it from a higher perspective. Now you have just stepped into a higher dimensional experience and frequency. That, that mindset, mm -hmm. that possibility, the thought of finding that perfect job or better opportunity now starts to ripple out and attract exactly that to you. So now your physical experience is going to be in resonance with a higher vibration and therefore a higher dimensional experience and reality. And this applies to so many things in our lives. When you become a master and you start to hold higher frequencies all the time, you are manifesting experiences in life in full resonance with that vibration. So your life becomes more in flow. It's not in that lower bandwidth of struggle. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Becoming this master, holding higher frequencies, surrendering, 
evolving. This is actually ascension, and it is activating our DNA. We don't need to know it, but every time we make that choice from that level of love, that return to love, that is shifting us. I love that. So you work with your clients, and you help your clients hold these higher frequencies and learn to become the master. Share with us, um, are there any stories that present in your mind that are just beautiful transformational stories that you'd like to share oh with my gosh. any of There have been such, yeah. There, you know what's interesting, Loren, is the transformation is really subtle. Mm-hmm. And, but all of a sudden, I will see my clients responding to life challenges in a different way. And, and creating great. more, like, more potentials and opportunities because they've, they've spiraled up that mountain, right? So yeah. they're having a different viewpoint and perspective. And as they're doing that, the exact thing I'm talking about is happening for them where they are navigating challenges and alchemizing them faster because they're recognizing that the process is for their growth. They're asking empowered questions. They're getting better job opportunities. The right house comes along. The right people. They filter out and kind of let go of people who aren't in resonance anyway, in, in, you know, that aren't in resonance anymore. And their tribe starts to be attracted to them that are in the same harmonic, the same bandwidth. And together they keep rising, right? Because a lot of people hold on to friends that they've maybe kind of outgrown or who have chosen not to go any further in their evolution and growth. And that kind of sandbags you a little bit, right? So what I've seen in some of my clients is their friend circle starts to shift. And even though it's heartbreaking, they start to attract more people in resonance. And they find their community or their tribe. And together they start to create things together, you know, like retreats. Or um, they start to help each other and lift each other up. Their family dynamics shift, and maybe other people in the family see them healing themselves, and it kind of shifts the energy, and so the people around them start to work a little bit on themselves, you know? There are just so many different ways this shows up Mm -hmm. in um, creating higher timelines, better outcomes, and... um, just a life more of ease. Yes. You know, as you drop all of this weight. <laughs> drop all of this weight. So you are a beautiful guide for those who need the assistance, like the assistance, appreciate the assistance of a facilitator. But your own story, <laughs> your own story, it, it comes from your own story. So let's have you share a little bit on that. You are a Marconics energy practitioner. How did you, what What was your awakening process in your life that led you to this work and, and your own ascension that now has you 
helping others. Oh my gosh. Well, I was so deeply asleep for so long and I, I didn't know that there was a thing called ascension or I didn't know about spirituality. I was raised Catholic. So I only knew organized religion or nothing. It was like you were Catholic or Christian or whatever you were, or you were atheist. I didn't even know there was this other path. And so I I grew up very much in the 3D paradigm, um, Asian family. I grew up in Hawaii where you were striving. You were always striving to prove something. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted that nice car and the fancy house and the jewelry and the, the job and the title and the income. Everything was validated externally. And I never felt like I was enough. So my entire life, I was always trying to please everyone around me, not realizing that I was losing um, touch with myself in the process. You know, decades went by. Mm -hmm. And I was standing in my kitchen in 2010, and this booming voice in my head said, save yourself. It was, it was my higher self literally yelling at me mm. in my head. And I was like looking around like, who said that? You know. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it resonated to my core that if I didn't shift the way I was showing up in my life, I felt like on a soul level I was dying. Even though there was nothing wrong with me physically, and I knew I had to change and I didn't know how. I had no tools, right? Mm-hmm. So I started by finding joy, things that I liked to do in my life, and I started to incorporate those things into my life. I was a endless giver. I would give away my entire self. I gave away all my energy. And I know I think a lot of healers fall into that from... Or also for feeling worthy, right? Overcoming the feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of that. And I had to learn to start pouring all that love I was giving to everyone around me back into myself. So that was the first step. And then I started to notice synchronicities. And start mm-hmm. to, started to pay attention to synchronicities. And I realized there was something outside of myself trying to con- communicate. And yeah. I didn't know what that was. But I knew there was something. And I just called it the universe. I now know it was my higher self trying to you yeah. know, lead me along the path with these breadcrumbs. And then I had always been gifted this ability to pull suffering out of people. It was just a natural thing. People would call me when they were struggling and I could talk to them and somehow pull their suffering out of them. I didn't know how I did it. But I started to realize that more and more people were calling me and I got their must. And people were telling me I was a healer the whole time and I just didn't believe it. You know, that worthiness piece. Like, I can't be a healer. That's that's what other people do as special gifts, you know. Thank you, But the ego. truth is we're all... <laughs> Right. The truth is we're all healers. We can all heal ourselves. That's the truth. And um, 
so I went on my journey of seeking, and you know you go through that sponge phase, Loren, where you're reading everything and you're yes. and you're yeah. just seeking mm-hmm. all this spiritual knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I went through that sponge phase for a few years, just voraciously working on myself, trying to be a better version of myself and reading all of this text and following all this stuff. And then I realized that I was equating spirituality and I was always a perfectionist. I had terrible perfectionist issues. So I was equating spiritual mastery with perfectionism. Mm. And I was so spiritual far ego. Yes, off. yes. So <laughs> far off, right? So that part really of the evolution. Me. Yes, okay. Yeah. And so I realized, you know, there's a lot of polarity, creator, destroyer. You have to have the light and the dark. You have to be both. You have to embrace all aspects of yourself and look at and love all aspects of yourself, the horrible, ugly aspects of you as well as the beautiful light, right? So that was a period of exploration and self-acceptance that I had to go through. And through that, eventually... I kept being told I was a healer. I was a healer. I had a reading, a soul reading. And the woman said, you are a healer. You you are a natural healer. You're healing people just by walking by. And there's this healing energy coming off of you. Every person you touch is being healed in some way, which, of course, I didn't believe at the time. Like, you're crazy. And then I thought I, I was crazy for even entertaining the idea, right? <laughs> Thank you, ego. um, (laughs) Right. You can tell that that ego was holding on strong. Then I went to Reiki and Uh, became a Reiki practitioner. Reiki opened so many doors. It does. It's a gateway, you know, for many of us. And then very shortly after that, I found Marconics, which is an ascension energy modality. And there were a couple books that I read. One was The Clarion Call, Marconics, The Clarion Call by Allison David Birch. She anchors Marconics here and was channeled and given the uh, information to create this modality. And the second book was Angels of Atlantis, also written by Allison and her partner, Lisa. And what I loved about that modality, or what I love about it, because I'm still a practitioner, and I'm not a representative of the organization, I'm just a practitioner, but what I loved about it was the encouragement to seek yourself, to go within, Mm -hmm. and to get your information directly from yourself to source. Yes. So the, the exploration shifts from always seeking externally and trying to follow the teacher, the guru, the master, to recognizing that you will never get clearer information or more pure information than you will receive through your higher self lineage to source. And that was powerful, so powerful, because you learn discernment, energetic discernment, around everything you're filtering through your field, information, you know, knowledge, whatever is coming in 
you recognize that there's not going to be a more pure channel for your soul growth than you in full alignment with your pure, your purest column of light to your higher self lineage to source. And that's, that was such a game changer for me in my evolution. It really was. I love that. That is a game changer for the entire planet. It is literally why each of us came here to incarnate in this beautiful window, this ascension opportunity that we have here on Earth. Well, this higher self connection, it is this truth. And when we say we know what we know within, it is this higher self connection. When you And we do hypnosis sessions for people to invoke their higher self. And I've seen when higher self, they walk, they come forward in a session and it's usually a group. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it, well, we won't get, go into details there, but the higher self always has a, a, a divine voice, a caring, nurturing, but no nonsense voice. How have you right. recognized that higher self voice within yourself? Well, I will tell you that the higher self is all business. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no There's nonsense no down to... No. If you're connecting to something that's, you know, fawning over you and telling you how great you are, and that's not your higher self. Okay? Your your higher self is pretty, pretty firm. <laughs> pretty and, and non-emotional, like she knows better. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's no sugar coating and there's no sweet talk and there's no buttering of the ego, buttering up the ego. No. Right, right. It's always you talking to you and it's very straightforward information and direct. Mm-hmm. So for those who want to connect in with their higher self, well, we recommend you getting a personal session with Wendy. Again, you heard her say she's pulling suffering out of people. And if you need help and assistance with this, we're going to talk about ways that you listening can enjoy working with Wendy. But Wendy, when you're with your higher self, do you have a protocol? Do you have a, a daily time that you meet in? Do you ask yourself higher question, um, your higher self questions and then journal the answers? What do you do? Well, everybody has such different ways of connection, right? Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of journaling. I do love to write. I write a lot. But that connection is always there. You know, I think people always feel like the higher self is something um, external to them. Um, yes, or out there or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're always connected in consciousness. So it's not something really separate from you. The higher selves may be having separate experiences and higher dimensional realities because they exist in higher bandwidths and frequencies, right? But the essence that is with you is always available to you because they are you. It's kind of like a a string of pearls, you know, every pearl is separate, but it makes a complete necklace. Does that make sense? Every higher self is like its own individual pearl, but you're strung together 
and you make a whole necklace, right, which would be like the oversole, like all of it together. Or a Russian, Russian nesting doll where you're the human in the middle and then as you expand and expand and expand in consciousness, you keep getting bigger and bigger and expanding in consciousness till you're that outer nesting doll, which is your oversoul, right? To give kind of a visual. Uh, thank you. That was a little mini process right there. I was wondering about that because you had mentioned the higher self is in other frequencies, other experiences, higher frequency experiences. And then it it just struck me that, wow, wouldn't it just be beautiful to, to always be able to tap into those higher self frequencies? Could you take right. us through a quick little process like that where we could experience tapping into the multidimensional higher self? Well, one of the things with Marconics is we do something called the recalibration, which is returning your chakra field to its original state. So the chakras were were nipped and capped in all of your chakra points, right? And that was by design to create that forgetfulness and that veil. So when you came in to this life, you would have all of your soul growth experiences from that place of separation, and you for, you would forget that you had a lot of these gifts, right? Because we come here to the earth school to learn and evolve. If you were just pure light and your your chakra field was completely open and you had all your gifts, well, you're going to be more... Um, approaching everything from a higher perspective. You're not going to go through separation and ego and all of the things that we come here to experience, right? But what we what we have done through a recalibration is we we pull uh, a lot. Fifty one percent of your karmic debris, the caps are removed from the chakras, and we pull 51% of your karmic debris out of your field. One of the reasons Marconics was introduced was to accelerate and help humanity shed density because time was running out and many people were not able to clear enough karma on their own. We were living in such deep fear programming and density, we were creating more karma than we were clearing, really. So what we do in the recalibration is return your chakra field to its original state. It becomes one unified chakra. The, the caps are taken off, the karma is pulled, and your, your chakras, which are spinning in alternate directions, start to bloom and interlock, and they create one unified chakra field, and it starts to accelerate your life path. Your vibration is taken to the highest space. Things that are no longer in resonance kind of shear off very quickly um, in your life. And that alignment, you become so aligned and connected to your higher selves, you start to become more aware of your multidimensionality, who you are in the higher dimension. 
And that really shifts your perception of who you are here because your human aspect is just one aspect of many, of your entire mm. soul. Mm. So that yes. really does connect you in a very powerful way. When you open the field from that closed Taurus auric field, that egg-shaped Taurus field, and you open it, you are giving your higher selves an opportunity to send down an essence download into your field, integrating energetically and physically into your field. And that creates such clarity and alignment around who you are. Whereas they're kind of, right now, when you're in a closed Taurus energetic field, your higher self is not fully integrated into your field energetically. It can drop hints and it can try to guide you and it can give you synchronicities and things to pay attention to. But it's not the same as if it was actually sending an essence download into you physically. That creates this huge amount of clarity and connection. Otherwise known as embodiment as well. And this is part of the ascension process. So in the coaching sessions that you do with individuals, you do these on Zoom, it's a private ascension coaching session. Are you able to um, work with that process in that way? I guess it's different for no. everyone, as you said. Yeah, the energy work is separate. It's separate from the coaching, but I, but both are available to people. I don't do it at the same time. Okay, I the see. The energy work would be completely separate. It does enhance the. the the coaching process, the ascension process in a, in a huge way. But you know, Loren, like everything, the individual is given the tool, but they have to do the work. It's like you can hand them the keys to the car, but they have to drive it somewhere. It's yes. not a magic bullet, right? It's a tool. To so be. in, yeah, so in your sessions, you... Tell us about what that's like because it's all issues that could come up. So it really is tailored for each individual and what is presenting in their lives. Very much so. Very much so. And it's really helping people to identify those deeper issues that are being masked by the situation presenting. Like somebody came to me once, And she was crying because she was struggling with her career. She was an attorney. She was struggling with her career so much. And the truth was, her career didn't align with who she was. She was doing that to please her parents and to make the money and to be this person that she felt she needed to be. But she wasn't in alignment with her her soul, you know. And so through our work, you know, we started to unpack that. And she Mm -hmm. started to realize that she was not really living an authentic life. And that was creating a lot of emotional stress. Because it starts to manifest in your emotional body and your physical body. And when you're out of alignment, it's very challenging, right? Yes. 
and this is where our new earth comes about by being in this alignment and clearing out all of that debris and simply evolving, making new choices right here, right now. And so the start of our conversation, it really is how your choices in the now moment determine your ascension path. That is the title of our talk today, and it really is pivotal in everything. So as we end our program today, can you recap anything about our choices in this now moment and ascending? Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, every choice we make aligns your energetic vibration with existing templates in the unified field. There are templates of higher potentials for you, and there are templates for lower potentials for you. So 100% of your ascension is going to depend on what you are creating and aligning with in your life. So even if you're having struggles and life feels really uncomfortable and difficult, I want to say one last thing about your alignment. If you are always aligning with your truth, you are maybe, excuse me, being squeezed through the eye of the needle and going to that next dimensional space. Because every time we level up, we are going to be challenged and given opportunities to show some mastery over ourselves and our choices Uh and align. So, Even if you feel like you're going through some really rough times, you may be pushed, you might be having an experience to push you and squeeze you through that eye of the needle to that next dimensional experience. So the key is to really make sure what you're doing is resonant with your truth. That's the marker and guidepost, really. If you do that, you will continue to evolve and grow and create higher perspective and dimensional experience in resonance with where you are. So for those who may not understand what that their own personal truth is, would you say, like in your own life, you just did it by doing what you love? Is that the first, the starting point for feeling that alignment? and aligning to truth? If you're at the very beginning of your process, finding joy, being kind to yourself, losing the judgment around yourself, honoring and accepting where you are and know that you're exactly where you need to be because you are there to have that experience to take yourself to the next level and then the next level. Don't compare yourself. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't look to your left or right. Don't compare yourself because you're here to be you and the world needs you. Not a version of you that somebody else wants, right? Yes. Just keep getting up every day and being the best version of you that you can be. And that means the best version that is resonant with your truth, not trying to be the best version of you your mom wants, you know, or your friend wants. Right, or living somebody else's dream. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Wendy oh, Hutchinson is a, be- yeah. a beautiful ascension teacher, an ascension coach, and she talks all about resonance. And if you are feeling the resonance with this beautiful being, take yourself to the next level. Get a personal coaching session with Wendy. The world needs you, and we are here to empower you so that you can create a beautiful new earth reality and also help others to do it as well. Wendy, tell us a little bit more about what happens in your coaching session for those who are resonant with you and then the other bonus item in your offer. Yes, well, in our coaching sessions, basically it's 100% about you. So whatever issue is, you know, pressing We will discuss, we will create tools to help move you forward. We will um, discuss emotional things, spiritual things. Really, the session is tailored 100% to each individual. So there's no cookie-cutter session. Everyone is, is different, and it's tailored specifically for that individual. Every client gets who um, ends up purchasing a package of four sessions or eight sessions will get um, a journal book and, you know, additional support. We, I provide accountability to help people move forward. And the um, bonus video is an MP4 talking about a lot of the similar things we talked about today, which was how this event horizon is going to unfold what it means and offering you some perspective around what's happening right now on the planet. So that's a free video that's included as a part of this single coaching session and package. And the package, the coaching session is offered at 20% off my regular pricing. Thank you for that. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what a gift for those who resonate with beautiful Wendy Hutchinson. Check out her special offer. You can get a booking with her and personal time with her. Wendy, do you record that session? Um, Typically, I don't, but if they are interested in having it recorded, I certainly can. Okay, beautiful. So that is all there, and you're a wonderful teacher for those who really want to take it to the next level of the ascension process to really remove the density layers, to pull yourself out of suffering. That is the beautiful work of Wendy Hutchinson. And Wendy, I just want to say your path around that 2010 time was a big window for so many. We really were thinking maybe 2012 December 21st, we would have the whole thing awakening. We're actually seeing it this year in 2020. We were so late to the party. (laughs) (laughs) But it was beautiful because that, I mean, so many people that I've talked with, 2010 is it, 2010, 2011, even 2013. um, That was just this big, great awakening. And so it only gets better from here, everyone. I hope people can feel the real richness in that and the great deep shift that we're moving through because it's here and that's the event horizon. There is no turning back. Yes. (laughs) And it's this now moment. It's happening in this now moment. So, you know, I just honor the, 
the path that each individual is on because we need each of you. Each of you is here for a reason. And yes. you are anchoring your light here and you are bringing something to the world. So don't give up on yourself. Stay the course. Keep getting up. <laughs> keep showing up. There's, we need you. You know, we need yes. all of you. The earth needs you. Gaia needs you. Divine Mother says thank you. And it's it's truly time. I know that some, there's waves of emotions that can come up in this whole process this year and in this great change and dismantling and chaos. And so really feel in, if if these lower feelings come up, like you said, don't give up and feel into the new earth collective, the new earth visionaries, hold your vision of new earth. And I think we've got this. We do have it. And again, if you'd like to work with Wendy, it is available. She's got a beautiful package with a personal session and that video event horizon for you to learn even more. So, Wendy, as we wrap up today, thank you so much for being here. Any last words for beautiful New Earth encouragement? Well, I just want to say thank you, Loren, for this beautiful opportunity. And to everyone listening, the key, the absolute key is to come back to yourself and love yourself unconditionally. That's the magic bullet. And we can all get there. It takes time. But if I can do it, I know anyone can do it. (laughs) So I'm sending love to you all, to your audience. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Wendy Hutchinson. And we will take that silver bullet and ride with it and we will share it widely with the world. Thank you so much for being here, Wendy. A beautiful quantum conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Loren. Until next time, Wendy. Thanks. Beautiful, everyone. Thank you, too, for listening. Again, check out the special offer available right here on this webpage to learn more about how you can work with Wendy and enjoy this Ascension coaching that she has available for you. So now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we do it to have a little fun and to move our feelings of love, self-love, your love for yourself better than anyone can. So just enjoy as we dance our way to the cosmic heart.
Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.